1: In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We are live six days a week, spread the word, two hours a day, hard-hitting talk. We know people are busy and you can't listen to all talk shows all the time, unless you're retired or whatever, blessed with you know plenty of money to do whatever you want with your time. Even so, most people are incredibly busy. So what we try to do is put together incredible show notes. And the show notes serve a bunch of purposes, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. The show notes uh, allow us to recap the previous show, which we like to do because we believe that the headlines are so important if you miss a day. we We want you to be able to catch up quite quickly. That's number one. Number two, the notes can be used for all kinds of other reasons. I can summarize the notes over a six day period and really pull out the key headlines. So each day we have headlines that we really work hard to find, to bring to your attention, because there's so much news out there. You think two hours a day, six days a week, a Liberty Roundtable Live is hard to handle. What about the news around the world? What about the news around the United States? How do you get a handle on it? How do you know what items are most important? How do you know what's, well, we do our best to really boil down the most important headlines for you two hours a day, six days a week. That's still 12 hours on the radio of headlines. How do you then look at those headlines and boil it down further? What are the top stories of the week? And you got to ask yourself questions when you think about what are the top stories of the week? What are they? You got to ask yourself, what are your goals? What do you want to know? Why do you want to know it? So the name of Liberty Roundtable Live is purposefully named it's all about liberty. The radio network that I own and run is called Liberty News Radio for a reason. We gather news. Why is it called the round table? It's because after we gather news, our goal off times is to create a round table. Two, three, four guests in the house. How do we sit around and discuss the news? How do we have commentators that can break it down for you? And we don't just have commentators that, that babble. We have commentators with special unique knowledge, myself, constitutional scholar to the best of my ability. Reasonably articulate, critical thinker. That's me. Famous for asking very good questions on topics, right? Dr. Scott Bradley with us. He's got a PhD in political science. Uh, he's a constitutional scholar like no other, right? What do we have on uh, Eldon Stahl? Uh, because he's with the John Burt Society. He represents uh in my opinion, one of the greatest groups in America, who have been, who has been fighting for liberty for literally decades on end. They've been fighting for liberty before I was born, from what I understand, over at the John Birch Society. Their New American Magazine is one of the best news sources on the planet, in my opinion. All right, so that's an example. Why do we bring on Brian Rust, Russ Quentin and Gift? Because this guy's been in the metal business, Constitutional Currency. Gold and silver and precious metals, his family, it's multi-generational for them. They've been helping people understand precious metals for over 50 years. This is not an advertisement, by the way, although, hey, if you want a friend of the coin business, RustCoinandGift.com is your guy, Brian Rust. But all I'm telling you is we bring unique guests on for a reason. Why do we have Sheriff Richard Mack with us quite often? He's been with us a little less lately, at least on the radio side, because we do a TV show every week. On Tuesday, second hour, it's a TV show called The Sheriff Mac Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live, so you get radio and TV for that second hour on Tuesdays. Greater distribution. would like to thank Brighty on TV and Bridie on radio for that. Great work on their part. But we look at that, and you go, wait, well, hey, you got a sheriff on the radio with us, a former sheriff who beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court for crying out loud, right? So you think about the guests that we have. We have on Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Campaign for Liberty, like the John Birch Society, is one of the key premier organizations making a difference in America today. You got Campaign for Liberty for us older folks. You got Young Americans for Liberty, YOW, on campuses across the country. That's the younger side of Campaign for Liberty, if you will. And don't call me and tell me they're two different groups, Sam. I know, I'm just telling you, it all is the outgrowth of the incredible work of Ron Paul Uh, who, in my opinion, is one of the very few politicians to reject cronyism, reject pay-for-play, if you will, and really do a good job. Is he perfect? Far from. But has he set the standard for constitutionality more than any other congressman or senator in our lifetimes? I think so. Rand Paul, close on his heels, right? But you look at that and you go, okay, so Campaign for Liberty doing an incredible job. Why do we have on Larry Pratt, Gun Owners of America? He's retired now. But now you've got the premier gun group in the nation, the no-compromise gun lobby called Gun Owners of America, doing, again, a phenomenal job, unique in their place. So you start to see the guests that we bring to the table, and you start to understand Liberty Round Table. right? Why do we bring Right to Work to the table with Patrick Simmons? Because unions are big in America. They're trying to use unions now to take over Amazon. Uh, shipping centers and stuff like this. Forced unionism is disaster for the Constitution. It's disaster for a free people. Okay, and and you got to understand the Constitution uh, doesn't support unions. The founders were worried about corporations and big business big time. Most of them were business owners and entrepreneurs in their own rights. Uh, And you look at that and you say, "Mm, well, we bring on right to work. Representative Patrick Simmons, because we want to keep an eye on the unions. I'm okay with unions that are not forced. I'm okay with free association. I'm okay with people uh, deciding they want to get together in a group to try to advocate for their own cause. They can do that. It's when unions have special privilege in the government that I have a problem. It's when unions force people to do what they want or face serious, serious, uh, what do you want to say, consequences and retribution for their uh, act, uh opinions or beliefs or acting in their own self-interest? See, that's when unions turn against the people, when it's forced tos, when they fund political things that you may disagree with, when they tell you one thing at the bottom but act differently at the top, when they have government special privilege, when they are allowed to get special privilege to violate the law, Okay, that's when I start to be against these forced unions. Well, if you go look at the Communist Manifesto, forced unionism is a bad idea. It's a bad way to go. It's against everything we hold dear in America. So that's why we have on Patrick Simmons, right to work. See, all these groups that we're bringing to the table, the New American Magazine, John Byrd Society, Campaign for Liberty, we also have on folks from the Eagle Forum quite often. We just went to a conference. That's why I was not live last Saturday because I was live at the Eagle Forum event. Helping with that, running the LovingLiberty.net table, meeting with people, spreading the word about our radio networks, telling the tale of freedom, uh, meeting people, shaking hands, talking to people. Uh, Okay, that's what we do. Eagle Forum, one of the great premier organizations founded by Phyllis Schlafly, who's passed away now, but carried on by good, honest, patriotic Americans. So we bring you information from the Eagle Forum. I mean, I could go on and on of the guests we've had over the years and the guests we haven't. Why do we have Becky Akers? Well, number one, she's a great Christian woman. Secondly, secondly, she's a writer about the abuses of the TSA, which is really critical. Uh, but she's also an author of a couple of incredible novels. But she's also an anarchist. And that I don't want to use that term unfairly. It doesn't mean she's for anarchy, folks. An anarchist in its true sense means they just don't believe in government. Becky Akers does not believe government solves any problems. And she, ever, she has every right to that belief, ladies and gentlemen. I have her on the radio because I defend her right to that belief. I don't agree with her on everything. You all know that. But she's so kind. She's hard-hitting as it gets. She tells the truth like nobody's business. She means what she says. She believes what she says. Uh, and she is convinced she's an incredible student of history. I mean, if you want knowledge about American history, this gal's got it going on, right? So I'm telling you that I bring that aspect to the table because there's a lot of libertarians in our listening audience. There's a lot of Americans that think that government is really the enemy of the people. I don't believe that. I believe the right constitutional government with checks and balances is a blessing to people. I believe it's scriptorial or scriptural. I believe it has a place and a value. Uh, But the problem is then the libertarians, the anarchists will say, well, government always gets out of control, doesn't it, Sam? And it's really hard for me to disagree with them, right? Government does get out of control all the time. Uh, But I think there's a balance there. But we have Becky Akers on because I think that libertarian, that live and let live principle, that idea to just leave us alone and we don't need government to do everything and government tends to always go wrong. You know what? That has a valuable point of view that should be represented. Even if you don't agree with it in its totality, you got to admit there's elements of truth. And that's where I stand. I, th- I think it's not perfect. I don't think it's uh, the, the answer like some do think. But I do think that, like I've always said to Becky, we've got 90% of the government to get rid of, even with my belief, before we even start talking about our differences. Let's go to work, Becky. And she agrees. But uh, her viewpoint represents millions of Americans. Her viewpoint is a well-thought-out viewpoint. It deserves to be aired. So when you think about Liberty Roundtable, ladies and gentlemen, we've put together over the last 25-plus years a very unique form of radio designed to bring information and news the networks refuse to use to you. I was mentioning those headlines. I'll get back to it in seconds, and I'll do it all on your radio. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
2: You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President?
3: For decades, leftists, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho, because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho.
0: Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com.
1: All right, live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So I was talking about the headlines. (laughs) I don't digress exactly because I'm telling you the whole purpose of and how Liberty Roundtable, the concept and the idea was founded. Our goal is to bring as many people to the table that are experts in whatever field we're talking about. When it comes to money, constitutional currency, Brian Rust is your man. When it comes to an incredible scholar, a Ph.D. on the Constitution who's written books about it, and Dr. Scott Bradley. Uh, When it comes to guns, Gun Owners of America. When it comes to Campaign for Liberty, Eagle Forum, those two groups... Uh, When it comes to the John Birch Society, see, these are huge movers and shakers that have been around forever. Some people we don't have on as guests because they don't really have a great way to be a guest all the time. Let me give you an example. Matt Staver of Liberty Council is a dear friend. We've worked with him for literally decades. Great guy, brings forth news like you wouldn't believe. I mean, a lot of the articles we quote from him, but they're really attorneys, right? They're really human rights advocates and, and attorneys, and they fight for Christian principles in the public square. And they've been helping people with religious exemptions of vaccines. But they're really an attorney group and a defense group, Liberty Council, lc.org, if you want to learn about them. Um, They do a little teeny radio show themselves, I think, called Freedom's Call or something like that. Anyway, it's great stuff. I mean, Matt and his crew do a phenomenal job. They're really in the trenches, no doubt about it. But we bring up that guy often. I'm on the radio often. I have their phone number and I can call them and I can get guests from time to time. But I try not to bug them because they're so busy doing such a good work. What I try to do is just take their content and bring it to the table for you, right? So you got Liberty Council represented. You've got the American Family Association doing a great job in their representation. Uh, we used to work a lot with Focus on the Family. Uh, they don't really like us taking their content much. They've made it kind of difficult to do. But we still, again, have quoted James Dobson and some of those people in the past quite a bit. Uh, we quote Larry Klayman. And bring you what's going on with Judicial Watch and Freedom Watch to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we disagree with these people and we don't mind telling you when we do. It's okay to disagree. I've disagreed with Ammon Bundy. He wanted to go into the Mount Here Wildlife Refuge and felt like that was a good move. They asked me to go with him. I chose not to go. We disagree on that. But I can still think Ammon's an incredible guy. I can still think he's absolutely point spot on on the real issues of the day. Sometimes our tactics may be different. But that's okay. That doesn't mean that I don't like or trust or believe in Ammon. I think he's the best guy for the governor of Idaho to the point where I literally endorsed him publicly, verbally, on the radio and in writing. So don't for one second think that I don't think Ammon Bundy is a wonderful gentleman. He's an incredible scholar on the Constitution and on the principles of liberty. And, buddy, he does what he says and he practices what he preaches. There's no doubt about it. He's one of the, he's one of the real ones, in my personal opinion. I'll defend Ammon Bundy big time. Well, let's take on Stuart Rhodes now. A lot of people are criticizing Stuart Rhodes, saying he was a fed. Oh, da-da-da. I said, no, I don't think so. I know, Stuart. I don't think so. I don't believe it. Now he gets arrested, and they say, now this is proof that he's not a fed. Folks, all these actions by your government doesn't prove anything, whether he's a fed or he's not a fed, They could arrest him. They could intentionally, by the way, this is an article that's written up in World Net Daily as well, But they can intentionally arrest him, setting the bar so high that he'll never be found guilty and make it look like he got arrested and it's all good, giving him even greater insight into the patriot movement when he comes out as a hero. Now, we can separate all that subterfuge with my personal opinion. I don't believe that Stuart Rhodes uh, is uh, is a plant for the government. I don't believe it. I don't believe he's on their errand. That's just my opinion. And I'm defending Stuart until I have positive proof otherwise. And what I've seen now is a lot of stabbing in the back kind of stuff. But I don't see that Stuart Rhodes has betrayed us at all. You can say, well, Sam, what about his statements on the Signal app? What about this? What about that? You know, um, in the Signal app, did he commit any violence? No, Sam, but he sure had some fiery speech, Sam. Oh, yeah, that speech word. Isn't that part of the First Amendment, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, yeah, Sam, but, man, he was saying it's all war. An opinion that we're going to war, an opinion that at a war might be necessary at some point, uh, is free speech, folks. Well, Sam, okay, what about Nancy Pelosi then? Literally threatening violence in the streets publicly as an elected official with a megaphone in a crowd. We played that for you plenty of times. What about that? Well, Sam, her speech didn't mean anything. Okay, See, there's a big difference between saying something and doing something. And I agree that you can't say anything you want to. But audience is important. I'm going to say a whole lot more privately probably to my friends and to the people that I work with on a daily basis than I might publicly on the radio. So audience is important. This is a signal app that Rhodes was speaking on that was encrypted, which means he didn't want government accessing his communications. Never mind that government doesn't care about any of that. And they uh, betrayed him, and they breached his private communications. Well, Sam, we had to. He's a criminal. No, he's not. He's innocent until proven guilty, and you have no evidence. Oh, yeah, we do, Sam. We have the signal apps where he's talking, where he's using his free speech. Yeah, private communications where he's having his free speech. You had no justification to look into that. Oh, yeah, we did, Sam. There's a big old riot at the Capitol, and Stuart Rhodes was there, and, and we've had... Inside guys, that, well, I look at the inside guys with regards to Stuart Rhodes now that are cooperating with the government as betrayers, and I look at the guys who are on the inside there who are doing that, if they're really pointing the finger at Stuart, I believe they're playing games and trying to get themselves out of hot water. Why? That's what they did to Steve Stockman, too, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that. He went to prison. They tried to get him over and over and over and couldn't get him, couldn't get him, couldn't couldn't get him, and then they finally had a few betrayers on the inside literally lie about Steve to save their own skins. How many of those are doing that to Stuart Rhodes? You gotta also ask the question if Stuart Rhodes believed there was a civil war coming up of some kind, and maybe Stuart Rhodes had communications with Donald Trump, who maybe did say, we need to have the Oath Keepers and some people in there for stability. We need to have a counter force to protect. I don't know. I don't know, I'm not on the inside. But I do know this. I'm not going to turn against Stuart Rhodes. I'm not going to turn against the Steve Stockmans. I'm not going to turn against all these people that we don't know the real story, but the government wants us to believe certain things. I'm not going to be the guy to throw them out. Same with Ammon Bundy. I may disagree with Stuart on something. I may disagree with Stockman on something. I may disagree with um, uh, Ammon Bundy on something. But that doesn't mean I'm going to turn their back on them. They're good, honest patriots, and they've done a lot of good. The Oath Keeper's done a lot of good in this world, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget it. And we've had Stuart Rhodes on your radio quite often bringing you up-to-date details of what the Oath Keepers are doing and why. Police around the country and local uh, business owners and everything else have been grateful for their services over the years. Now, did something go wrong on January 6th, 2021 at the Capitol? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you got to kind of back up for a second and say what went wrong and how and by whom when you start to dig into that, I don't know, Ray Epps betrayed Stuart Rhodes. See, I do know Stuart. I don't know Ray. I do know Ray and a bunch of people literally worked together. You see them all on video. Scaffold Man and everything else. Tower Man. and Okay, they worked together. But I didn't see Stuart in the mix at all. Well, Stuart was the evil guy behind the scenes that controlled everybody. You think? Or was that the FBI and the Justice Department? And, oh, No, it wasn't them. What if it was the CIA? Yeah, that satanic group known as the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, which has been criminal ever since its inception, ladies and gentlemen. And the longer it exists, the more it runs off the rails. Yeah, you want to talk about free speech. Why don't we start to look at all the CIA communications that's encrypted 66 ways from Sunday? Let's dig into that, shall we? So I'm not about to turn my back on Stuart Rhodes. Um, I don't know if he's guilty or not, folks. I just don't know because I wasn't there. But I know he's a good guy, and he's done a lot of good, and I personally know him, and I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. I'm not going to turn my back on Stuart Rhodes or Steve Stockman or Ammon Bundy or a bunch of people. Why am I so willing to throw a amps under the bus? Because I see his actions publicly on video that I disagree with. He says, I I better not say this. I might go to jail if I say this. And patriots around him are going, don't say it then. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. And he goes off and says, we got to breach the Capitol. I can't go along with that stuff. If Stewart said that, I again would say, I don't agree with this tactic. Stewart's a great guy, but I don't agree. I'm not doing that. See, that's the difference. I'm willing to call a spade a spade. I'm willing to be completely transparent about this. I'm willing to tell you who I back and who, why, who I don't and why. I'm willing to tell you if we disagree, that's okay. It that doesn't mean that I don't trust them or, or believe in them or like them. It doesn't mean that I'm turning their back on them. It just means this is America and I'm entitled to my point of view too, aren't I? So I don't know what's going on with Stuart Rhodes. Everybody wants to speculate. Well, he wasn't arrested because he's a Fed. Oh, now he got arrested, he must not be a Fed. Why do they wait so long to arrest him? I don't know all those answers. What I do know is this. In all my interactions with Stuart Rhodes, he has been nothing but a stand-up good dude. I'm sticking with it until you can prove different. That's all I'm telling you. This is America, ladies and gentlemen, not China. And we are entitled to free speech. And when the government breaches private communications without probable cause, I blame the government, not what I hear pieces of. How about you?
0: Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes.
4: Still smarting after his vaccine mandate was blocked by the nation's highest court, President Biden yesterday did tout progress on infrastructure improvements. He spoke at the White House, Biden saying he ran for office to fix those kinds of problems. This bipartisan infrastructure law I signed two months ago unites us around uh, things we all depend on. Whether you're in rural Kentucky or downtown Philadelphia, You should be able to turn on a faucet and drink clean water. Biden signed that sweeping infrastructure bill about two months ago. He said the measure is already modernizing highways, ports, airports, and many old bridges. Former President Donald Trump is going to hold a rally today in Florence, Arizona, just southeast of Phoenix. General Michael Flynn among those who will also be there to speak. This is USA Radio News. You know, if you feel like
5: you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 or more per month with MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. You get access to a massive network of providers and 24-7 telehealth. And Medishare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, and it's more than just affordable healthcare too. You get to be part of a community of Christians who pray for each other and support each other. But here's why now is the time to make the switch. Join before January 15th, and they'll waive your new member fee, you'll save another $170 right off the bat. Call now. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is January 15th, so you can save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.
4: Five Senate Democrats, including West Virginia's Joe Manchin, are hitting the White House hard about its response to COVID-19. Here's more from USA Radio's Tim Berg. The group writing a letter to top White House COVID advisor Jeff Zients and citing grave concerns about this current state of preparedness and the response to the latest surge. The Democrats want to know why the Biden administration failed to act earlier to increase access to at-home test kits. Police in Ohio are investigating the discovery of the cremated remains of 89 people inside a vacant church in Akron. They say they found dozens of boxes and bags with the names of cremated individuals while they were searching the vacant church back on Tuesday. The church is reportedly connected with a 41-year-old Shantae Harden, who's accused of running a funeral home without a license. This is USA Radio News.
3: I want to dedicate this song
1: to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always. So I'm talking about Stuart Rhodes, and I'm not about to turn my back on him. And when I say I don't believe it, let me be very clear about what I believe and don't. I don't believe that Stuart Rhodes is a fed, okay? I don't. Now, did he really make the claims and say the things that he said on the Signal app that they literally, dishonestly, illegally breached private communications for a citizen, which should concern us all? Absolutely. Uh, are the things he said wrong? They're free speech, folks. You say, no, Sam, they border on him, and he's calling for civil war. Let me just stop you there and ask some questions. Remember, I'm the questions guy. Does Stuart Wright have every right to his free speech? Well, of course, Sam, yes, he does. How about encrypted private communications? The government would tell you, no, 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 nobody has that. I think they have the right to that. George Bush, the Republican, was the big guy to breach that, remember? He's like, well, we're only spying on communications for domestic, th- or um, I'm sorry, foreign threats of terrorists and people overseas. And, well, we're really spying on everybody, he finally admitted. Nobody went to jail. Bush should be in prison over that, right? But no, Congress just codified. Uh, his right to do so. They claim. I don't think so. Congress has no authority to breach the Constitution and to violate the fourth and fifth and et cetera amendments. Not even maybe, but I digress. All I'm telling you is Stuart Rhodes has every right to that communication. There was no probable cause or justification. Stuart was not on site at the Capitol that day uh, uh, breaching anything. We've literally through revolver.news put together, and we see the people in coordination literally breaching The perimeter there at the Capitol, literally agitating people like Ray Epps. We're going to go in the Capitol. That's our goal. Come on, come this way. Okay, they literally set up a PSYOP that you can see flat out in video. Stuart Rhodes was not among them. You can say, well, Sam, we think he was involved. Great. What evidence do you have of that? Well, Sam, he didn't breach the Capitol at all. He didn't go into the Capitol. Yeah, but he set foot on the premise. Okay, that's bogus. Okay, all I'm telling you is you don't have probable cause. So what they're doing to Stuart Rhodes is wrong. They violated his private communications, which I reject. But let's say that, you know what, he did call for a war. I don't know that he exactly called for war. I think he merely surmised that he believes that there would be a war, and we have to stand there uh, to protect ourselves, and if so, even get aggressive to stop criminals. I, I believe he said that and believe he believes that. He's been on my show and he's talked about dog uh, dog on dog warfare, necessary. Sadly, uh, we're going to get there. We shouldn't, but we will. Prepare yourselves, prepare your families. He's talked about that on my radio program openly. Right? So I'm not backing away from this at all and pretending that he's just... Hey, he's a choir boy saint, and I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you that Stuart Rhodes, I believe, to be a good guy, and I don't believe he's a Fed. He probably said a lot of the things that the Signal app is saying. Some of it may be out of context, as the government's uh, literally known to do. But nevertheless, look, at what point do Americans have the right to even call for war if they choose to? At what point can you use your free speech to say, hey, I believe we're at Declaration of Independence time? I believe it's time we gotta go to war. I believe it's time that the government is so corrupt, so evil, so dishonest, so immoral that duty calls. And the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence articulated when they thought it was duty time to dissolve the bands that connect them, right? Go go read your declaration. If a group of patriots known as the founding fathers have the quote, God given authority to do that, do we in our day and at what point now this is where tactics may be different between people. I may say, I don't think that's a good idea, Stuart. And he may say, it's our only way forward. It's so corrupt. It's so far gone. There's no other choice. And he's like, we got to go to war. And I'm saying, I think there will be a war, but I don't want one. And somebody else says, I don't even think there'll be a war. When somebody else says, I don't like politics, this is too controversial, I'm out, I don't want to talk about it at all. Do all those people have a right to their own thoughts on the matter? Can they express those thoughts? At what point do you agitate against a government uh, and it becomes Sedition? Or insurrection or whatever these extreme words they want to use for everybody but government officials who literally commit this, uh, in my opinion, evil daily. Many of them. All right. But what what can Stuart Rhodes do, say, if he really believes that we need a war to stop? Sadly, we need to get more aggressive because nothing we're doing is working. Do you do the Larry Clayman plan and indict everybody and their dog with your own grand jury? Do you call for flat-out war like a military man might, like a Stuart Rhodes, if that's what you're calling for? I'm not saying that he is or did. I'm just giving you examples. Do you get on the radio and believe that the media is one of the greatest keys to educate people in a peaceful way to try to take America back? Do you go ahead and breach the Capitol? Is that really a breach? Do you go ahead and breach the Malheur Wildlife Refuge? Is that a breach? What's the difference in what Ammon Bundy did to the refuge versus what they did to the Capitol? Well, Sam, there was a lot of holy men and women in the Capitol. Okay, like your congressmen and senators who we elect who aren't doing their due diligence as the consent of the governed requires. Those people, is that what you mean? The guy that was your neighbor that was just Joe Blow until somebody put him in office? Now he's got incredible special status, greater than the rest of us? kings and queens almost if you will is that who we're talking about okay amon bundy is guilty of nothing amon bundy doesn't even have any criminal charges against well depends on how you define criminal i guess he didn't want to wear a mask in the capitol when he was trying to fight some legislation so he's guilty of trespass to that manipulated weird reality that we face i defend amon bundy as governor or candidate for the governorship in idaho I defend Stuart Rhodes and say, you have no evidence that he's a fed at all. He has every right if he believes that we need to go to war to restore the country. I would disagree with that tactic and say, I think there's other ways. I think we really ought to put money in the media because I really believe enough of us. If we literally had thousands of people in the media and if we put money behind our media mojo, I mean, I'm talking to how many people now? Thousands. I could be talking to millions. Maybe I am talking to millions. I could be talking to tens of millions, right? All I'm telling you is that we could really make a difference via the media. I've been at that for 25 years. But again, that's my tactic. That's my way of going about it. Everybody has their own views. Other people are like incredible writers. And they write columns. Look at the people over at WorldNetDaily, WND.com. Look at the people at the Epic Times. Look at people at the um, New American. Look at people at Breitbart. Look at people at uh, the Epic Times. Look at people like... Uh, Daily Wire, look at people like Glenn Beck and the, the Blaze. and okay, Those guys are writers. Some people are video people, right? Um, I know a lot of people love to watch video. They love to watch Ben on video. They're like, the guy's just funny as heck. He takes on liberals like you wouldn't believe. It's great, right? So everybody's got their own way of going about how they believe the solutions are. Um, You take a a, a Richard Mack, and he believes that we can teach and train about the oath of office and that good people will, once trained, understand, and stand uh, in the gap for liberty. That's Richard Mack's view, training by educated constitutional uh, patriots. And then, after that, training support from the people, bringing the people into the peaceful solution. That's Richard Mack's approach. Stuart Rhodes' approach is run around the country. Helping people keep their oaths of office by actually doing so. Remember, these people are former military, these people are former police officers and former sheriffs and former, all kinds of people, security people. I mean, the list goes on and on of the oath keepers, who believe they've all military, who believe they've all taken an oath to their country. And so, what what Stewart would say, and I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. I'm just trying to articulate my understanding in his defense. And that would be, Stuart would say, look, we don't want to just talk about keeping our oaths of office. We actually run around daily and keep it. And we do our best to keep a free, stable country. When things get out of control, we try to bring common sense and peace and support here. That's what they've done forever. And you could say, well, he's not doing that now, Sam. He's ran off the rail. You can have your opinion if you want. But I say that Stuart Rhodes is proven, I'm sorry, is innocent until proven guilty. And I, so far, I'm not accepting all the rhetoric about Stewart. Oh, he's an agent because of this. And he's a that because of that. and If this, that would be it. If that, this would be it. I don't think we know all that. I know Stewart's a good guy. And I've had him on the radio with me plenty. And I've spent a, a little bit of time with him. I don't know him super well. But I'll tell you this. I know him well enough to where if he heard the name Sam Bushman, he knows who I am. And if I hear the name Stuart Rhodes, I know who he is. And he's been on my radio show many times. Uh, And he knows who Liberty Roundtable is and what I do. He's been at events with me many a times. He's been on the same uh, stages as I have for speaking engagements and everything else. Uh, I mean, I've had his personal cell phone number and he's had mine. And we've worked together on many things. Uh, Okay, so I'm not about to throw this guy under the bus. I'm not doing it. You say, how did this all become about Stuart Rhodes? Well, we're talking about the Roundtable, right? In the Liberty Roundtable, what we're really talking about is why the roundtable and how that relates to headlines. I'll continue in seconds on your radio. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, I I went off on Stuart Rhodes because I want everybody to know where I stand. I think he's a good guy. I don't believe he's guilty. I think the criminals are being ignored, and the real people that really care about America are being thrown in jail as political prisoners. I think Stuart's among them. Uh, and I know that there's all kinds of little tidbits that we hear about Stuart. Oh, he breached his signal app, and we heard this. And why isn't he arrested? That's really strange. And maybe he's been arre- not been arrested because they're afraid to go head-to-head with a Yale-trained attorney. And they don't want a guy like that who might be very good in concert with other attorneys in his defense to literally drag all the truth into transparent light of day. And they don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Maybe it's that they um, wanted to wait till they found betrayers to turn on Stewart. So by witness or by word of mouth or by sworn, quote, testimony by others, they could barbecue him unfairly. I know that's what happened to Steve Stockman. They had to work at it, 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 violating the double jeopardy, triple jeopardy going on all the way through to go ahead and prosecute Steve Stockman. I believe Steve Stockman is, is, is the day as long. Might he made a misstep? Yeah, it's possible. That doesn't mean he's guilty of going to jail for years and years and years and years. Um, You look at that and you go, hey, there's books written out there now that every one of us commits felonies every single day. There's so many laws on the books. There's so much, okay, so I'm not saying that somebody didn't violate something. They may have, but it reminds me of the Pharisees and the Sadducees of the Bible who set snares and traps for everybody. That's what your government is doing right now for all of us. So did somebody misstep? Did Stewart misstep? Did Ammon misstep? Did I misstep? I don't know. Probably, but does that mean we're guilty of real crimes? Not even maybe. It might mean the government's just too out of control, setting a snare, setting a trap for us. But I believe Stuart Rhodes um, to be innocent until proven guilty, and I'm going to defend Ammon Bundy and Stuart Rhodes and Steve Stockman and 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 all these guys because I'm convinced that you know what. You've got to be loyal people. You've got to be loyal and give people the benefit of the doubt here. That's what America is all about. And just because you hear some mainstream press stuff, the reason I go off on this is because I heard somebody the other day, they've they've sent out now the articles about Stuart Rhodes and and, uh, in the mainstream press. And so you hear people on Facebook and Twitter and some of these places, and they're like, I don't see why somebody would ever even do that. Do what? Well, destroy the government. Well, who's destroying the government? Would it be a Stuart Rhodes where I see a track record of a decade of defending the government, defending our way of life, partnering with government officials on the local level, encouraging people to keep their oaths of office, putting together, as the founding fathers had, groups that could help keep the peace without a standing army? Okay, think about that for a minute, folks. Um, And then you got the government now who's writing these articles in bed with the CIA driven media. Right. And you go, am I just going to throw Stewart out that easily or am I going to defend him and say, hey, the government's probably the guilty one here. We need to get to the bottom of this. Why are all these other people that may be on government payrolls? Now, does Ray Epps work for who? I don't know. But there's a whole lot more evidence on Ray Epps than there is on Stewart Rhodes. Why aren't we um, literally putting Ray Epps on the stand? See, you got some real questions there. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is because I was talking about the roundtable and how we bring all these incredible people to the Liberty Roundtable. That's the goal. It isn't about just always me. Sometimes I go off on news stories because I believe I have a unique viewpoint to share that ought to be uh, aired. But most of the time, it's about the guests. So we have on Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union representing that whole reality on unions that I mentioned. We have Stuart Rhodes that brings forward Um, The Oath Keepers idea, helping people keep their oaths and actually standing up and doing it, doing that for a change. Oftentimes, Stuart Rhodes is traveling and on the ground and we can get in-depth reports on the ground. He did that for us on the border quite well, like nobody's business a couple years ago. All right. So we, we have on those kinds of people. We have on so many incredible guests covering so many topics. It's amazing, right? I'd love to get more. The problem is there's just not enough time. I could start limiting guests to shorter times. But anyway, you got a balance there that's very tough. But Liberty Roundtable is designed to bring all this news, all these groups to the table. The whole vision was to, man, how do we get a handle on the patriot movement and unite us all in ways that could be meaningful? That was that's what Liberty Roundtable was designed to do. You're the average American. You care about liberty. How do you sift all that news and all the doings into a place where, man, if you listen to that show or if you read those headlines from that show, man, you will be caught up on 90% of the patriotism going on and what's happening. Now, I know that's not feasible or possible, but that's the attempt, right? That's the goal. So when we're on the air six days a week, two hours a day, 12 hours, when we troll the news 24-7 literally with our tiny staff, that would be me. (laughs) And then all the guests that we bring to the table, tiny group of people, but yet, wow, think how many organizations you're covering in the liberty movement that have tons of followers, tons of involved Americans, tons of members, okay? And we bring all that to the table. You then have six days, 12 hours of headlines from all that discussion, all that gathering, all that funneling it into one great liberty roundtable live talk show. And then we recap the news every day because if you miss a day, and then, so I use these notes for the recap, right? We also use these notes to post on the web, though, so you can go up, and if you're really, really, really busy, you can look at a radio show and go, man, I see these 12 hours, I read all these notes in about 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. You know what, Sam, on the Tuesday interview, um, the second hour, that really caught my eye. In fact, there's 10 headlines in that hour. It's headline number eight. You know that you can go to probably the last half hour, of the two hour show on that day and start listening there. And you can either hear yourself in the middle of a topic and have to back up a little bit maybe, or most likely you'll hit right on where the topic is and you can listen to something that specifically interests you. So it acts as a guide to help you narrow in on what you wanna listen to. Or it lets you read a headline and go, okay, I'm caught up now. So a lot of times in headlines, what everybody else does in the news business is they give you a headline, and it's a teaser headline. Doctor punches Fauci in the face. Now, that's a fake headline. That actually happened to the guy trying to document the fact that we didn't go to the moon. That was Buzz Aldrin <laughs> that punched Bar- Bart Sibrel uh, in the face. Okay? But uh, example. And then you can go, wow, that's I didn't know that. What the other people will do in their headlines is they'll be like, prominent doctor gets punched in the face. And then you got to go read the story to know who, what, when, where, why, right? Who, what, when, where, why of stories. We don't do that. We're not trying to make you go fish for more information. We're not looking for clicks and tracking all this crap about you and, and what goes on for financial gain. We're not doing that like most are. I know why they do it. That's why they're a lot better off than me financially. That's why they can spread the word more than I can. Because they have big audiences. Because their audience drives their dollars. Their dollars drives bigger audiences. I get it but that's not why I'm in the news. It's gotta be the intrepid that finds our broadcast. It's gotta be those who seek for it and want it. I'm not interested in just getting a, a gazillion listeners that won't carry the ball. We're, we're culling the herd, if you will. We're looking for the unique patriots that understand. Anyway, I digress, except I'm telling you, we don't bait the headlines like that. We just give you the headlines so you can walk away knowing more than when you before you read it. So we had our guest on, Mr. Chris Carlson on Friday, for instance, okay? We talked about Ray Epps' attorney, John Blaschack, responds to claim that his, F, his client, that would be Ray Epps, is an FBI informant. Well, they say that the answer is no, but it turns out that this attorney was a former FBI agent. So Ray Epps has an FBI agent, former FBI agent, as his attorney. Isn't that interesting? Oath Keeper's founder, President Stuart Rhodes, charged with seditious conspiracy. I think it's bogus, but he's been arrested. See how our headlines just give you information? You want to listen about more of those? It's in the first half hour, right at the start of the show. Rhodes communicated with other leaders. On January 6th, using a chat group on Signal App. Well, why do we tell you that headline? We don't believe that propaganda about he communicated with other leaders. That very statement makes you believe that um, he's guilty. So he communicated with other people in his organization. That doesn't mean anything, but they, the way they write it makes you believe that, oh man, he communicated on signal plotting the whole thing. That's bogus. The reason that we report the headline is not because we believe the propaganda surrounding it, but because we want you to know if you think you're safe on signal, you're not. They can get any information they want off signal. They just proved it in the Stuart Rhodes case. That's why we tell you the headline. So you know the truth. I've been telling you that these apps are not secure in the first place for a long time. And I've been the guy telling you that when you use encrypted communications, all you're doing is calling out to the government saying, hey, out of all the communications, pay attention to this one. We've talked about Christianity and wokeness and how we believe the social justice movement has been hijacking churches across the country. We talked about what is CRT. We talked about this cultural cancer as an outgrowth of cultural Marxism. We talked about CRC also asserts all kinds of pretend rights. But then they shut down everything God, family, country that we traditionally hold dear. Wokeness and CRT stifles free speech. We finished on that point for the first hour. So as you read those notes, if you want anything in that first hour and more detail, we've given you the headlines to hunt for it. We've given you then a talk show where you can go right to that spot in the first hour. And if it's one of the later headlines in the hour, start at the half-hour mark if you want. Fast forward and rewind, in our player on the web, we give you those abilities, right? Second hour, we had on Dr. Scott Bradley, incredible constitutional scholar, freedomsrisingsun.com. We talked about Rand Paul. Our only hope is to um, to convince, convince these politicians that voting for the filibuster will be disaster for America. I said I don't agree with Rand Paul. Dr. Bradley said, I agree with him. Well, then we explained our uh, differences a little bit. I explained that I don't have a problem with a filibuster. I don't have a problem with slowing down legislation. I don't have a problem with uh, transparency and forcing debate. I'm okay with the filibuster concept. I'm not okay with the current filibuster, the way it's manipulated over time. If you go study the filibuster, you'll know what I mean. Well, Dr. Bradley quickly pointed us to Ben Franklin, And Thomas Jefferson and others who believe the filibuster had value. I agree. But I'm telling you right now that uh, Thomas Jefferson would be turning over in his grave knowing how the filibuster is nuanced and manipulated today. I'll tell you that right now. So let's return to the original filibuster intent of our founders that was to slow down legislation, that was to encourage debate, and that was to make sure that. The checks and balances were followed and that everybody had a say to the best of their ability in meaningful ways. What do I mean by meaningful ways? With checks and balances, ladies and gentlemen. I supported an original filibuster idea. What I don't support is special senators, privileged senators, having greater ability at the filibuster trough than other senators. We talked about by a 6-3 vote. The Supreme Court blocked Biden's COVID 19 mandate for businesses. That's great news to some degree. But the Supreme Court did allow national vaccination requirements for healthcare workers. And the way they play the game is the stick and the carrot. Accepting Medicare and Medicaid payments was the line they drew. Shame on the courts for that. And shame on the judge appointed judges by uh, Donald Trump that betrayed us on this. Shame on them. But see, in those two hours, you totally get a handle on what news we're talking about. Imagine taking that over six days and then pulling out the headlines of the greatest interest to you. That's what we've created and what we do on your radio. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net for the headlines and more. We declare this nation shall endure. Donate today. Every penny will grow our presence in the media. And God save the republic.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting news which refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for January 15th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration. That's who we are. That's what we do. Last hour, Sam went on a rant. <laughs> we started out, man, I, <laughs> oh boy. All right, we had a ton of news to talk about. I had like 25 headlines geared up, ready to go. And then oftentimes what happens on this program, especially when I'm by myself, is I just digress into a topic, and I went off and talked about how Liberty Roundtable Live is a six-day show, two hours a day. I talked about all these headlines we gather. I talked about how all the people, the the vision of Liberty Roundtable, bring all these great groups together. Uh, It's not just about me or what I can bring to the table, but all these incredible experts, and I highlighted a lot of those. We went off into talking about Stuart Rhodes and, and, and how I don't believe he's a fed and I'm defending him right now, big time. I know others wouldn't, but I will. Uh, and so anyway, long story short, <laughs> uh, I went and talked about all these headlines. And, and then I did the recap of yesterday's show. Uh, but I talked about how the all the headlines can be used to help you find your place in the world and kind of keep an eye on what's going on. If you go to LibertyRoundTable.com or LovingLiberty.net, You can literally look down the show headlines and man, you can see, you know, six, 12 days of headlines and the things we talked about. And if you want to listen to something, you can listen to more. For those who can listen to the two hours of radio, great. But those of you who are too busy, you know what? Read the headlines. If there's something that you really feel like I want to dig into more, copy that headline into your browser and search on DuckDuckGo or wherever you search and you'll get a bunch more information. Or oftentimes I quote the source. If it's a single source of information that I get something from, I gotta back it up by a second source. But I oftentimes then write the source of the information so you know where to go find it. If it's a headline that's talked about in 50 places, I oftentimes don't give anybody credit for it because I read five, 10, 15 of those articles. And then I put together my own headline and then I put together my own summary of the story. And so it's, it's my story in the end anyway. If you were to transcribe it, you would find details from news sources maybe. But as a whole, the story would be mine, rewritten in my own words, rewritten in my own kind of delivery style, et cetera. Anyway, the reason I'm telling you all this is because hopefully Liberty Roundtable Live becomes this incredible way to say I can keep an eye on the news without having to work on it 24-7. Sam and staff does that. I get headlines from six days a week. I drill into what I want and learn more if I want. Or, And the way we write the headlines, we don't write bait-style headlines, which is Uh, Let's 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 take an example blind man drives car and people are like what who we would say something like Sam Bushman drives Maserati or Sam Bushman drives uh, Elon Musk's latest truck or we would give you headlines with the details you wouldn't have to go hunt for them and I demonstrated that detail right anyway uh, but I went off for an hour on this highlighting uh, what we do and why and the headlines we bring and how the the headlines that we create are designed to be usable. One for my recap of the previous show, but two to find out what the most important stories are of the day and then of the week. And and you can filter through that. And and, and really, the show notes are valuable for Liberty Roundtable Live. So the first hour, all I'm going to say is Sam goes off Uh, and then I'll write a couple of notes so you can know that's a rant hour, so to speak. This hour's full of news. It starts now for virus testing. Saliva may be a better option. Where do I get this? The New York Times. As Omicron spreads, some experts are now calling for a switch to saliva-based tests, which may detect infections days earlier than the nasal swabs do. What? You heard me. For virus testing, saliva may be the better option. New York Times. As Omicron spreads, some experts are now calling for a switch from the nose swab to saliva-based tests, which they say may detect infections days earlier than nasal swabs. They say the virus shows up first in your mouth and throat. Dr. Milton said That means that the approach we're taking to testing has problems Now I want you to think about that in my opinion late-breaking Explosive headline You're telling me CDC You're telling me scientific community. You're telling me WHO, WHO, World Health Organization. You're telling me FDA, who approves the tests, who create the tests, who's been forcing millions and millions and millions of tests on us. You can't even go back to work without a test. You can't go back to school without a test. You got to get vaccinated. If you don't, you got to take a test, take a test, take a test, take a test, take a test. And now we find out that literally two years later, Joe Biden's got caught flat footed and he ain't got testing up and running at all. And then we learn over and over and over that the tests aren't that reliable and you can't count on them. And man, if you get a bogus test or a positive test. You got to be sure and go get a higher grade test. And you got to this, and we're going to hold down the cost of tests. And we're going to ration tests. And we're going to, and they've been on going on for two years, telling you the gold standard in testing is PCR and this and that. And they've been just going babbling at the brook for literally two years. And now, see, I was silent on purpose to get you to think What? That's right. And now they literally say for virus testing, saliva may be a better option. New York Times of all groups. As Omicron spreads, some experts are calling for a switch to saliva-based tests, which may detect infection days earlier than naval swabs do, ladies and gentlemen. They say the virus shows up first in your mouth and throat, Dr. Milton said that means that the approach we're taking to testing has problems you're telling me that two years later after you shoved that thing up my nose and made my eyes water after you okay and now you're telling me this is this a new discovery ladies and gentlemen don't they know this from the flu and from the cold and from other corona strains in the past or do those other ones not show up in your throat first uh, it's only the cocoa that does that see this is bogus. And now they tell us this literally two years later after they've literally wrecked children, making them cry by shoving this thing up your nose and literally making you feel like it's going into your brain. And then they're like, Mm, we're doing it all wrong. PCR test is a gold standard, except for when it's test positive when it shouldn't or negative when it shouldn't. You better go get another test just to check. And tests are rationed and tests are. And now Biden's going to literally buy 500 hundred million bogus tests and then we're saying hey man we got to switch to saliva based tests and it really turns out that in, in your throat saliva that that's a better test you can actually know days earlier don't you think over the last two years ladies and gentlemen it would be nice to know if somebody is sick days earlier they they tell us this two years later acting like mm, science is evolving ladies and gentlemen i couldn't have really known Ladies and gentlemen, this is literally bordering on criminal. The virus, they say, shows up first in your mouth and throat, Dr. Milton said. They say the science is still evolving, and the data paints a complex picture. Suggested that saliva tests have limits of their own. I'll mention this. Many labs are not currently set up. To do saliva. So, wait a minute. Is it really that saliva has problems of their own or is it that we don't have labs for saliva? Well, we have some labs for saliva, just not enough. So, rather than buying a gazillion ventilators like Donald did, rather than just rambling about how the vaccinated, 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 vaccinated are God's gift and the non-vaccinated are Satan's spawn for literally two years. Why didn't we work on getting saliva labs up and running? If we could get a whole vaccine distribution system and development system and fast track operation, whatever, warp speed is what they call it. Why didn't we warp speed lab testing capabilities to deal with saliva? For the last two years, we could have known days earlier for infected people, right? But testing companies, labs, and officials should be more urgent about figuring out where the best sample sites would be and the best way to get those samples to test infection as early as possible. No duh. Boy, howdy. She's at the Yale School of Public Health. Her name is Ann Willie, and she's a microbiologist there at the Yale school. And she says, yeah, that's what we ought to be doing. Now, she uh, is one of the developers of what's called Saliva Direct. So she might have an agenda in pushing saliva-based tests. But she says, I see so many eager labs or governments that are so fixated on a certain sample type, a certain test that with even changing updated scientific data, they won't make the necessary adaptations to their testing programs the case for saliva scientists began investigating saliva testing in the early months of the pandemic yeah they were eager to test a way that would be less invasive and abusive and hostile than the nose swabs well the chinese even went to anal swabs folks Yeah, you had to do special training for the nasal swabs and the anal swabs, but they say the saliva, people could simply spit into a tube and hand it over for processing. What?
7: The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo Calendar order online from rangemagazine.com loving liberty network salutes the spirit of the american west at rangemagazine.com
2: i think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since i was little i was taught that smoking was
3: wrong
6: recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs
3: I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking.
6: Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
8: My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is, like, really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour and it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it, and the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do. Just get up here to the hospital, y'all. I parked my car, and I went inside. They took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people were like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know. So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me.
6: <laughs> A public service message from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So they say the reason that they didn't promote these mouth saliva tests is they say, you know, Sam, you could drink a Coke. Then, of course, it could go bad. You would get tainted results. So the nose is way better. I don't buy this at all, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. They wanted to make the process as painful and as uncomfortable as possible to add to that fear okay that's the truth that's what they wanted to do and they achieved that if you just do a swab test you're not thinking it's fearful when they basically tweak your nose and you leave going oh my that was horrible and you feel like you've been poked in the brain now they're doing a scientific test for you to make sure that you don't have something that'll kill you that'll kill you See, if you just take a swab tip spit in a tube there then not no big deal right So they ratcheted up the fear with this. They really knew, they say, for sure in fall 2020. Wow, that's a while ago, huh? Yeah, fall 2020, that, hey, saliva was better. And you say, well, what about the idea, Sam, if you just drank a Coke and all that? Look, folks, you could give people instructions very easily. Okay, that nose test, you have to train even medical staff to do the way deep nose test, the little twirl one that we do. You have to train and read instructions and watch little pictures on your test to know how to do it and everything else too don't tell me that you can't explain a couple of these things to people all you got to say is look you need to wash your mouth out with water make sure you don't have any food or anything in your mouth that would be foreign or taint the test you got to wait 15 20 minutes or whatever after you eat or before you eat you know don't eat for a half hour an hour before you know taking the test that's commonly done with medications this is nothing okay but they're lying to you they wanted to ratchet up the fear they wanted pain Associated with you better stay home. They wanted to push you to the vaccine in hopes for a holy grail. They lied. It didn't work. We all know, right? And I'm going to prove to you the dishonesty of the CDC on this stuff. They could do these tests right now easily, they could roll them out by the millions. That'd be cheaper with saliva tests and everything else, but they're not doing it. They're not even willing to do it. But we could have known, I mean, think about that. We could have known days earlier in the infection cycle for everybody had we been doing saliva tests. They tell us that two years later? Wow, maybe if we had done saliva tests and known about the infections days earlier in people, maybe we could have had people stay home and really slowed the spread. No, let's not do that. Let's just lock everybody in their houses. Let's just threaten people with arrest if they don't wear a mask. Let's just, okay, do you see the disingenuousness of this, ladies and gentlemen? Wow. It gets worse. Now, the headline says, the CDC says that cloth masks are not as effective as others. You say, Sam, we've all known that. That's not a new headline. Yeah, it is. I know you know that. That's what the article even says. The article says that people have known that forever. People intuitively know that. People aren't stupid. That's right. But it's the first time the FCC or the CDC has admitted it. See, the CDC are the people that said you don't need a mask at all at first. Then they said, oh, well, you got to have a mask. And we're like, wait, I thought we didn't need one. Yeah, but that was when we didn't want you to take all the masks from the frontline medical people. Now there's enough masks. Now you need to have a mask. But don't worry, any mask will do. Now they're saying, well, any mask may do, but most of the cloth masks don't do any good, they admit. So you're telling me you've been asking me to wear a cloth mask for two years, and now you're telling me it doesn't really do any good? That's what we said at the start, and you said we were conspiracy fringe theorists, and how do we know? And the science is changing and everything else, right? Wow, now you say, well, the cloth masks don't really work. Everybody should be switching to, it's not a mandate, it's a recommendation, the uh, 95 masks. What are the 95 masks, Sam? Well, you got to understand they're not really cloth. They're a woven material that uh, keeps a lot of those particles out that the cloth masks don't. Okay. And, Sam, one is a tighter-knit, woven, special, you know, kind of a cloth that the other one's like a respirator. So 95 is the key, Sam. That's the standard now there. You shouldn't be wearing the cloth mask. In fact, there's enough. We're not fearful of a shortage of masks now. You should all wear the better masks now. That's the latest headline from the CDC about this topic, and I'm saying CDC says cloth masks are not effective as others. We've all known that, obviously, but why didn't you, the scientific community, document that truth? Answer. Because then you would have had to admit most people who had cloth masks and who did their, wouldn't be wearing masks and your fear factor couldn't ratchet up. Right. And your control of us all couldn't because most people wouldn't have these 95 masks. Because they were still in shortage. So now you lied again. You first said we didn't need masks. Then you said, oh, well, we just didn't want a shortage on masks. Then you said cloth masks are fine. Uh, They're great. They're good. Do it. Now you're saying cloth masks aren't near as good as the 95 masks. How long will it be till they say the 95 masks, just the cloth type, although better than cloth masks, they don't do it. Y'all got to have respirators or whatever they're going to say next. How do you know when they're telling you the truth or when they have a different agenda on their mind? CDC says cloth masks are not as effective as others. We've known that intuitively, but the government didn't distinguish or make that scientific reality until just recently. Why? Why two years later now do I have this moving target? First, you don't need a mask, Sam. Only medical personnel do. And then, oh, you need a mask. Any mask is fine. Two years later, oh, you know what? Sam, cloth masks aren't as good as the other masks. We've known that. But why are you telling me that now? Well, because you really ought to have 95 masks. You say, Sam, what's a 95 mask? Well, they have masks with these ratings, right? And they use all these terms, right? What are the kinds of 95 masks? Right. Well, medical people know all about it, but medical people are also trained to wear masks properly. You could have the world's best face mask; they call it an antimicrobial plus air filter, right? Rep- respirator masks; they call those the N95 masks, right? Yeah types of masks and respirators says the cdc they say the most widely available are what are called n95 but understand they also have n99s and n100s p95s p99s p100s r95s r99s and r100s what's the difference there right Individuals may choose to use a disposable N95 respirator for use instead of a mask in some situations. What are the differences between N95 masks and KN95 masks, right? They say if you're wearing an N95 mask with an escalation valve, you may be doing more harm than good. Yeah, because you're... Uh, what do they call this thing? They're an exhalation. you might just be exhalating all the corona everywhere, right? Think about it. Three mask types. Folks, the average American can't even understand what kind of masks there are out there. 13 best N95 face masks available. N95 respirators, surgical masks. N95, KN95s, right? (laughs) The best N95 and KN95 masks to wear for COVID. Although they are not intended for medical use, they are NIOSH, N-I-O-S-H approved. N95 masks. With a 95% filtration efficiency and cost less than a buck each, right? That's what you want there, baby. Get a 50-pack from Amazon for 41 bucks. Come on. Yeah, these KN95, okay, but all I'm telling you is what are they going to say after a while? Well, Sam, the KN95s aren't near as good as the N95s there. We're recommending people upgrade to the N95s. What are they doing to us, folks? They are slowly but surely deceiving us and manipulating us big time. And we, the people that need to stand against this right away. Okay, we need to say, you know what? We just can't abide by what you're recommending, proposing, doing. It's even hard to know what words to use for this, but, man, we've got to fight back. We've got to push back. Well, I got a couple of headlines for you that'll shock you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio.
0: to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes.
4: The CDC is now telling Americans what kind of COVID mask they should wear. The federal agency yesterday recommending the N95 or K95 masks, saying they offer the best protection against the coronavirus. The latest CDC guidance is calling for wearing the most protective mask you can get as long as it fits well and that you will wear it constantly. A leader of a far-right extremist group is among those who appeared before a Texas judge yesterday. Charges relating to last year's Capitol riot. Stuart Rhodes, who heads up the Oath Keepers, is facing a seditious conspiracy charge after he was arrested in Texas. Another defendant facing the same charge also made a court appearance yesterday after being arrested in Arizona. And this is USA Radio News.
9: Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot. It's official. Inflation is at its highest level since the 1980s, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. What most people don't know is that it's actually much worse. Inflation may be higher now than the 1980s since the new measurements exclude food and energy. Gas prices up 58 percent. Energy up 33 percent. What can you do about it? Protect yourself and your family. Only gold, silver, and other hard assets give you true protection. My friends at Tangible Investments guarantee the absolute lowest prices on precious metals. Check them out at TII1.com or call 800-300-8441. Tangible Investments has 40 years of experience and billions, that's with a B, billions in transactions. Call 800-300-8441 if you want help with gold, silver, platinum. They guarantee you the best prices plus excellent service call tangible investments now 800-300-8441 or visit cii1.com they also provide free verbal appraisals
4: the secretary of transportation says after the infrastructure bill was recently signed into law monies are already flowing towards a lot of projects like bridge improvements across america here's usa radio's tim berg Improvements to the nation's bridges are on the agenda under a program made possible by President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. Speaking in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on Friday, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg touts how the bridge program formula will improve the nation.
5: Now, with the size and the scale of the bridge program that we're launching today, we're going to be able to fix off-system and on-system bridges in rural, urban, suburban, and tribal areas alike. And that's going to make life better for people across the country by
0: the millions. I'm Tim Berg.
4: A federal judge is banning Pharma Bro Martin Shkreli from participating in the pharmaceutical industry for life. This is USA Radio News.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. So, literally, the CDC now telling you that cloth masks aren't effective. No, duh, We told you that from the start. Well, they're effective, just not as much as the real masks. Uh, there you go. And anyway, they're manipulating us, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll prove it to you. Uh, they now say Glenn Beck got COVID for the second time. Glenn Beck's second bout with COVID is a little stir- disturbing, but Glenn says he's not too concerned. Now, after getting COVID the first time in December 2020, Glenn Beck has it again. Yeah, he put it on Instagram last week, his positive test, and he went on the Mark Levin show to talk about it, and he said he's not going to be getting the shot. He's unvaccinated. Whoa, wait. Whoa, wow, Glenn Beck's unvaccinated there, people. Can you imagine that? You think he has the right to do that? Wow. Uh That's kind of strange. Is he allowed to do that? Yeah. I guess the Hill reports that uh, initially he said that the second bout with the coronavirus was just the worst cold he's ever had uh, as compared to the first bout with COVID, which had him down for three weeks. Right? He said that this is a much lighter case, but it's now starting to go into my lungs, so I'm a little bit worried about that. He also says he has some other issues including being overweight etc but he said that he's still not too concerned about it. He bemoaned the shortage of monoclonal antibodies and on Levine's show he confirmed that he's not even being treated with antibodies. Listen, Glenn Beck is being treated with Ivermectin. Yeah. Glenn Beck's eating horse poop. Yes, sir. He's also being treated with hydroxychloroquine and fluvoxamine. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So, you know, there you have it. And I appreciate that he's being treated with uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. I hope it works for him. I'm not making fun of Glenn about this. This is a very sad, difficult situation. I don't deny Um he is being treated with ivermectin. What do you think of that, folks? I find it fascinating that Glenn Beck's not vaccinated. Is what I find very, very interesting. They say none of these are approved to treat COVID. Glenn's not vaccinated. And he's using drugs that, man, he sounds like a Joe Rogan, doesn't he? I wonder if Glenn called Joe and said, what the heck do I do, buddy? And Joe's like, here's what you do. Yeah, Glenn's not vaccinated. Wow, I'm going to write that down. There you have it. I'll write that down. Okay, now, I want to tell you this interesting follow-up story to the Glenn Beck getting COVID for the second time. I think this is sad, and don't misunderstand me, but it's going to help people who are single find spouses and everything else. So it's really, really, really good news. Glenn should be reporting and talking about this rather than the fact that he's not vaccinated. When you say you're not vaccinated, man, the liberals just lose their minds, right? But we can focus on this, and everybody will be just happy. You got to play that happy song, uh, Cameron. Just be like, everybody be happy, right? It's like the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Not. Here's the headline. A possible COVID benefit. Have you been thinking of COVID benefits lately? If not, you sure should be. Medical face masks make us more attractive. New study finds. (laughs) Yeah. Michelle Shen, USA Today with the Peace Folks. They say medical or surgical face masks, originally a social taboo associated with sickness, illness, and disease, now may increase attractiveness. They say, darn right, man. They say research suggests the, the pandemic has upended a lot of aspects of our lives it also may have changed what we find attractive in others they say medical masks originally had social taboos like oh man sickly right but now it's associated with increased attractiveness according to the new peer-reviewed study by cardiff university researchers published on monday Yeah. They say a mask does cover half of your face. So the increased attractiveness could be tied to the. They call it the beauty of occlusion. The researchers say the study was part of continuing research. Exploring attractiveness in mate choice. And how those norms have shifted after covid yeah they involved the participation of 43 Cardiff university female undergraduate students psychology students who viewed 40 male faces 20 of them were attractive and well 20 were unattractive based on what they call previous ratings. So they they basically did these ratings where, hey, they did all this. Are these guys attractive? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. And these chicks at this university graduate student gave the details. They say the faces of the men were showed in four different ways for the second part of the study. First was, are these men attractive or not? Just plain face dudes, right? Then later they said, hey, we're gonna change this now. We're gonna have four different batches with a medical mask, with one of them bogus cloth masks, right? A medical mask. A cloth mask with a book in front of their face or with no covering whatsoever okay female participants found the faces of men most attractive when they wore medical masks researchers said also female participants found that men wearing cloth masks were more attractive than men wearing no masks at all. But still not as attractive as men with the medical masks, don't you know? So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find a spouse, wear your mask. This is the latest insane propaganda being peddled by your government media. This is USA Today. Your CIA-driven press. CIA USA Today is telling you this. M. Mitchell Lewis, one of the co-authors with the study, was surprised by the results. One might have expected fashion masks to improve the attractiveness more, but medical masks having the greater effect? That is shocking, they say. Do you believe it's true, folks, or are they trying to push you to a medical mask now? Notably, prior to the pandemic, a study in the journal Japanese Psychological Research found that attractive Japanese women were viewed as less attractive when wearing a, quote, sanitary mask based on surveys with the participants. Notably, men and women felt like, hey, facial masks would make women more attractive too. Well, it associated them with unhealthiness, the study found. So now it's showing them where they got more work to do, right? You got to make masks more sexy for the women. But the previous link between face masks being linked with illnesses, that is reduced, and that's why they're more attractive now. So they say that if you wear the right masks, even for women, people are considered more attractive. So all I got to do, man, if I want to run around and be sexy is just wear my mask, baby. (laughs) I just don't know how to respond to some of this stuff, folks. A possible COVID benefit. Medical masks make us more attractive now. Study finds people have been acclimated to the masks so much so now to where people find people more attractive with them. The stigma of being diseased is gone. Now, I find that interesting because we've talked about the social engineering, about how masks, how they're using this to really indoctrinate us, put a a diaper over your face and by golly, um, you know, all is well, kind of a lie. And they've really programmed us to this now they've proven their programming just like we were alerted you to most people would laugh and go no come on sam everybody knows it's temporary everybody knows that it's no big it's just a precaution no not true we've been wearing masks for two years now and people find them more attractive and if you have a medical mask on you're kind of the sexy male doctor half in uniform don't you know man you sure look good in a uniform don't you cameron all right hang tight ladies and gentlemen Liberty Roundtable Live.
9: Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas, after a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they me- explicit about that? Yes. It's it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you know, prevention, all of these other services. I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay. Abortions Planned Parenthood provides over three hundred and thirty thousand abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country.
1: Big ol' shout out to my brother Glenn Beck. You're not vaccinated. Good work, brother. You're being treated with hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. Good for you, Glenn. You'll probably get better. The thugs won't be able to kill you if you do that. Good news. What the heck, man? Anyway, that's great. I'm not glad Glenn has the corona. I pray for him and pray that he's healthy and successful. But I am applauding his not vaccinated status. And I'm also applauding his willingness to use all things that work and not fall for the propaganda of your CIA driven press that literally wants you to believe that ain't hey, none of these are going to help you with covid. I'm telling you right now ivermectin is absolutely valuable to treat covid. I'm personal alive as a witness to prove it. So is Joe Rogan and uh, so is all kinds of other people including now Glenn Beck who's not vaccinated. Good for Glenn. All right, a possible covid benefit. I want to finish on this story. Medical face masks make us more attractive, study finds. They say that it's the medical or surgical masks that are the deal, okay? I mean, you're not just attractive if you put on a mask, although you're more attractive than your normal God-given self would be there, don't you know? So think about that. But they've literally manipulated this, this till the cows come home to the point where Over two years, they have literally psychologically programmed us now to believe masks are awesome. Now, I wonder what I could do if I could put on a medical mask and I could somehow do something else to make it even more attractive. I mean, imagine this rolling out on dating sites now. We have figured out which mask will will bring in the chicks, so-and-so. You want to find the women, man. Here's the mask you got to wear, buddy. By this mat in fact the mask will come in your kit when you sign up for the dating site We you know four out of five dentists surveyed they used to say now it'll be four out of five chicks surveyed say that when you wear this mask they're ten times more likely to think you're a hottie okay folks this is insanity this is absolutely crazy town people but that just shows how propagandized. We have literally become real. I'm sorry, for real. That just shows you how crazy it's getting. Now, here's the next interesting headline that I think relates to this whole topic. You ready? Article, again, is from USA Today. Same with that mask story, USA Today. But they got another doozy for you. You ready? You sure you're ready? Should I tell them about this, Cameron, or not? I I don't know if people are ready for this. All right, I'll do it. There's a new poll out. Yeah, they're polling us, buddy. They're surveying. They're polling. They're studying us. They're man, we're like in a petri dish kind of thing. Put your mask on. Put your mask on on the petri dish because you'll be a whole lot more sexy if you do, people. All right, now Americans say that the U.S. faces mental health crisis. This is USA Today again as well. And I look at this and I go, hmm, what do you think of that? Americans say U.S. faces mental health crisis. An overwhelming majority of Americans in the United States now believe we're in the grips of a mental health crisis. That's according to this USA Today slash Suffolk University poll. Are you buying it? You think we're in a mental crisis? Well, here's the deal. They go into all this big details about how the coronavirus and all these other things have just brought us out of the brink and everyone's going mental. And I look at this headlines. And I look that they call it a possible COVID benefit to wear a mask. It'll make you more attractive. Uh, people have changed. They used to think when you put on a mask it was related to sickly, you know, illness. Now they're like, mm, sexy. And now you wonder if we're mentally ill? (laughs) U.S. faces mental health crisis. They say the mental health crisis really relates to being locked down all the time, the fear being pushed everywhere, uh, the depression that comes along with all kinds of illness, the concern that comes with uncertainty, the lockdowns, the social distancing, the lack of personal interaction. And they go on and on and on, and they get the whole story done, okay? But here's what I find so sad about the whole story. I believe America is suffering from a mental crisis, a mental breakdown. I do believe that's true. But let me be very clear. I do not believe it's just because people are going mental or because of the covid or because of hard times, or because lack of, of stability, or uh, what else do I want to say, or unwillingness to, or inability to be, you know, have social interaction because of social distancing, et cetera. I don't believe it's because of all those things. I believe those things add fuel to the fire without a doubt. I believe they make things harder on folks. There's a lot of stress that's associated. I agree that that's all true but I don't believe for one second ladies and gentlemen that we can have this discussion about mental illness in America and an increasing mental illness even if we admit a lot of the quote contributing factors if we don't admit the reality check what's the reality check you say the God factor folks All right, you've got increasing hysteria of the climate change industry going on. That's all happening, right? The climate change people are getting fixing to go nuts, folks. Okay, but I don't believe that it's even because of that. I believe that literally, when you don't turn to God. When you're engaged in sin and violating God's commandments, you create a mental instability state by the nature of your actions. And the only way to become stable again is to obey the commandments of God Almighty. And when you do that, ladies and gentlemen, you will feel at peace. Peace with your life. Peace in your heart. The hardest part might be to forgive yourselves for past transgression. I get it, but I also get that uh, you can make a difference. You can make a change, and that's the whole reason I'm bringing this up. My goal isn't just to beat everyone up and say, "Hey, you're you're evil" or "You're you know." But my goal is really to highlight this reality. I believe we do have a mental crisis in america today i agree with the headline the problem is when they say america a new polls out americans say u.s faces mental health crisis i kind of go if we're not going to talk about the why then why even bring it up at all if you're just talking about all the mitigating factors that contributes it to it we're we're talking cause and effect right people if you're just going to talk about the effects hey we got a mental crisis and then the contributing factors that aren't really the primary cause, right? Let's say I have a deficiency of nutrients in my body. And then I run around going, "I don't feel good." And I run around and say, "Man, I got a headache, and I I, I can't control my bladder, and I can't walk around. I'm I'm, I'm half paralyzed. My joints hurt. I'm." That's all true. But unless you discuss that you got a nutrient deficiency in your body, you're not talking about the why. And you're also not talking about the solution. Because without the why, the problem is happening. There's no way you can be solution focused, right? So I bring this up because this USA Today mainstream press article doesn't really get into the why. I mean, they have all kinds of downstream effects, but they don't have the why. The why is that we're turning our back on God. Yes, we do have a mental health crisis in America, folks, and it—it it, it certainly these, you know, things they're pointing to contribute to making it worse. But the why is that we're turning our back on God. God is the stability factor in lives of individuals and families. God is the go-to for comfort and strength and guidance and protection through prayer and keeping His commandments. The God factor promises peace to those who follow the Prince of Peace. The God factor gives us guidance about what we can do to make changes in our lives. We don't need to just run around with an increasing hysteria of climate change or COVID outbreaks, or I could go on and on and on and on, right? Like inflation right now becomes stagflation. And neither a transitory. A great article written by Joel Scows in World Affairs Brief just came out um, yesterday. WorldAffairsbrief.com, a very fascinating article. What is stagflation, you ask? Stagflation is the real rate of inflation rises to, say, 10, 15%. Then prices get out of reach for the poor and lower middle class, who then have to pull back, cut back on spending, which causes inflation to level off due to lower demand in the absence of indexing, where government automatically increases all salaries to rise with inflation. That's where we are now, folks. We're at a leveled off rate of inflation above 10 to 14 percent which the government claims is only 5 percent anyway it goes on and on with this this article but stagflation is is kind of the reality when inflation starts going up 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 and up but then we change the supply and demand by the poor not being willing to buy products and when you can't buy products then you end up with this uh cutting back of spending which causes inflation to level off due to lower demand in the absence of, uh, okay, so that's what you got. You got stagflation going on, right? Well, that's what's happening right now. Well, you can panic about that. You can worry. You can worry yourself sick about that kind of stuff. Or you can say, I trust God. I believe in God. God is in his heavens and he does love me. And I do understand that my job is to follow him, to keep his commandments and to turn to him when I'm lonely, when I'm discouraged, when I'm frustrated, when I'm angry, when I just simply don't understand, when I'm confused, when I'm scared, when I'm, that's when God makes the most difference in your life, folks, as you turn to him and genuinely depend on him and then you do what he asks, peace comes I say that I know people think I'm just a religious zealot but I say that because I want you to know where real answers are found liberty roundtable live brings a lot of stories and unique positions to the table no doubt about it that's what the roundtable is all about but it's even more about taking all that putting it in perspective to say how can we make a difference how can we repent and change and grow how do we obtain peace how do we how do we return to the greatest country The world's ever known. Then, how do we lift that light on a hill for others to follow? How do we get that done? This broadcast is all about it, ladies and gentlemen. Two hours a day, six days a week. I am Sam Bushman, thanking you for your time. God bless you all. We, the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will make a difference. Will you help us? God save the Republic.